Welcome to Episode 7 of HokoCast, your local podcast sponsored by the Howard County Library System. We are Abby, Baz, Emerson, Olivia, and Ronan bringing you local Howard County happenings from Goodreads to hearts bursting at the seams. In this episode's conversation segment, we'll be sharing our thoughts on different relationship dynamics and tropes in literature, as well as discussing self-care and celebrating Valentine's Day. I think the fondest memory I have of Valentine's Day was like back in elementary school where we would set up all our mailboxes and like put the love hearts and everything. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys do that back home? Yeah, we did do that. Um, it didn't always end well because <laughs> the biggest issue was people trying to throw the candy into what? the oh. quote unquote mailboxes from their desk. Um oh did not ever end well. We'd normally be rehearsing for our musical right now, and we would sometimes have rehearsal on, if not normally near Valentine's Day, a couple times we did have it on Valentine's Day though. So we would all get a little brown paper bag and put our name <laughs> on it and do a little candy exchange at the end of a rehearsal. And that that was very fun to do in high school. We'd all, we'd make this huge ring because they'd be like, you know 70 80 of us right <laughs> wow. and at the end we'd sit inside of it and we'd have somebody go up on the catwalk take a picture and that was always very sweet to Dang. me um yeah <laughs> that's a lot of people <laughs> I, I know right I, yeah we're all just trying to fit it on stage it worked yeah. out though it was cute i definitely it's something that i would always look forward to i remember um last year no it was freshman year actually but like they were giving out roses and like whenever someone would come into the class with a rose, everyone would be like, oh, who's the secret admirer this time? Roses? Yeah, That's... so our, <laughs> our school had like this thing where um, every Valentine's Day, was it a club or something? They would Maybe give the... the roses out. Like someone would write down who they want the rose to go to and they would send it to someone in a class. So yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, many, I, I know that many people have like allergies to that kind of stuff. So I'm surprised they'd even do that. Yeah. Our school would uh, do, I mean, they're still doing it. It's just now you, they get mailed to you with uh, carnations, but they would all be delivered, like sent out to each class ahead of time. You wouldn't have somebody going in and being like, here it is. Here's the carnation. <laughs> and normally people were pretty chill with it, but then every once in a while. I remember one time somebody had like, it was like, I don't know if it was like a, will you go on a day with me where each carnation had a different word on it. And the person was like, oh no, not this person. <laughs> oh no. And we were all like, oops. Uh, <laughs> wow. Whoops. That's, so that's amazing. It can, yeah, it can be a little bit awkward, but, it, but it's fun. It <laughs> speaking, I guess. And a fond memory I have is there's this one person in class who was always so concerned about the the whole Valentine exchange thing and making every single little card that they got from like uh, the grocery store and crossing out the whole be my Valentine thing because they were like, we're not in love. So I'm going to cross this out. What? <laughs> it's, it was always so funny because it's like, why did you cross that out? It's the whole point. And it's like, but I don't love you. So I'm not going to give <laughs> It, it was hysterical. Yeah. And this year, Valentine's Day, it's on a Sunday. It's on a weekend. Oh. 
can't really go out, but maybe that's fun for some people. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, though, I don't think I really celebrate Valentine's, like, at all. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've, okay, I've never been in a relationship before. Me, me too. It's, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, yeah. So what are, what are we supposed to do on Valentine's Day? Of course, we give the we we exchange the candy and then we just consume right. it. It's like a Halloween, but love. based on love, yeah. right? <laughs> like the cheesier version of Halloween, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So since we're all in the singles club, maybe maybe we should talk about some self love, some self care. Yes. Any go to things you guys like to do for that. Do you need to be doing more of it? Is that something you could be doing this Valentine's Day? <laughs> Ryan, what about you? Um, I mean, I'm cool. <laughs> Not sure how to elaborate on that. But... What about you, Abby? Anything? Does sleep count? <laughs> well, most definitely. Can. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> I probably take about two naps a day <laughs> i i simply can't take naps in the middle of the day because if i take naps in the middle of the day i won't fall asleep at night mm -hmm. it's is it's a whole it's a whole thing yeah yeah i used to be able to like not be able to sleep but like i've just gotten so tired <laughs> at this point that yeah <laughs> and of course with virtual school we're really not we're being a lot less active than if we were in-person school and so we're just we just get tired faster it definitely yeah the fatigue the online fatigue is real <laughs> yes some time for ourselves if you haven't yeah i definitely like scrubs and poor strips <gasps> i'm like i'm exfoliating this is wonderful got <laughs> <laughs> you gotta romanticize your life a little make a make a deal out of it <laughs> the way i spend spend valentine's day is i it's it's usually a day of relaxation except mm -hmm. when it's on a school day and a lot of time it's on a school day but back where i used to live we'd actually get off of school for uh for valentine's day Whoa. like it was it was it, it was a state holiday wow. and it, it was it was always really weird because we didn't it's it's kind of random that we'd be put off because everyone else goes into school but like we're the one place that's just like no you you go home for this and it's really it was always really weird interesting it's very interesting i'd like to learn more about that <laughs> <laughs> yes school system <laughs> i'm going to move to your neighborhood oh yes it was it was great um alabama is a lot hotter than oh. than up here in maryland but Oh, yeah. how's the first snow? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. It's been, <laughs> I think, 10 years since I've seen snow. <gasps> and it's just insane. It's like, what? Well, what's this white stuff on the ground? <laughs> it's, it's dandruff, actually. It's not snow, it's dandruff. Oh, okay. Makes sense. There we go. Indeed. Is there, let, I want to I wanna hear about you guys' thoughts about romance romantic stuff in literature, in media? What literature. dynamics do you like? What tropes do you like? What do you hate? I do like myself some Shakespeare. Shakespeare? So, <laughs> mm. I do read some Shakespeare plays, uh, screen 
play is this screen screenplays that's all right scripts <laughs> in my free time just that's for the heck of it uh so of course i gotta throw romeo and juliet in there mm-hmm. um it's always very interesting to look at the writing style of shakespeare just because he made up two thousand adjectives and eventually they were added to the dictionary but that's uh that's a story for another time <laughs> And then there's the whole Romeo and Juliet. Were they in love or were they in love with the idea of love? Was it, you know, just the family's expectations on them? I'm like, oh, it's a... It's a, it's a heck of a story. It's a good story, yeah. Yeah, definitely watching Romeo plus Ju- Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann adaptation. I'm like, good movie. That'd be a good thing to watch on Valentine's Day. Maybe I'll do that. Hmm. Maybe that's what I'm doing on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You found out. The like the first time I was like really like interested in Romeo and Juliet. Well, of course there was a no movie, but um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um in sixth grade, I think I watched this anime. This Romeo and Juliet anime. Interesting. Yeah, it had like magic and Shakespeare was in it too, and he was some kind of wizard, I think. That's interesting. <laughs> Just inserting him into the media, do that mm-hmm. something rotten too. Yeah, nice. Personally, I'm like, do I, how much romance stuff do I, okay, well, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what do I, what romantic stuff do I even read? And <laughs> meanwhile, I'm literally like, crush, crush by Richard Sykin. It's the greatest book of poetry. <laughs> um, but that we will get in, into in my book review. So I can't spoil that right now. Okay. Uh, so you'll hear about that later wow um, i don't really read romance novels i just it's not it's some it's not my cup of tea i used to when i was younger with like some of the ya stuff i was more into it specific tropes i enjoy i'm definitely an enemies to lovers kind of person oh yeah that's that's my personal thing i appreciate the idea being able to like you know just that the growth of it they know what you're like at your worst and yet you're able to work through it create this strong connection and then like yes that's pretty nice they learn they're learning communication they're learning how to yeah i'm like this isn't yeah it's not bad they end up they work it makes sense i'm like that's nice i enjoy that i always I always applaud a good story where the main couple communicates like, oh my gosh, I hate it when there's so many misunderstandings and so many plots that happen because they don't talk to each other. Just you have a healthy relationship. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like a healthy couple? No. <laughs> not I say not. <laughs> For me personally, I don't think I read a lot of romance. But I do watch a lot of romance. Okay, so when I do read romance, this is probably really cringy to hear, but I was like a big Wattpad reader. No, that is okay. <laughs> yeah, understood. Who? Um, do you know Wattpad? I, uh, I don't think I do. Okay, so it's like this app where um, like a bunch of teens and, well, anyone can use it really, but um, it's where you can write your own stories. But oh whole, yeah okay fan fiction and things yeah yes fan fiction all right i get it now <laughs> <laughs> that's where i get my like 
idea of romance, I guess. And of course, in watching things, I'm like, where's the, where's, like, just the amount of, like, heterosexism in oh. media, and I'm like, they're obviously gay. This is queer. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> So that that definitely influences me being like another, <laughs> another straight romance that doesn't make sense, but they needed to put a man and a woman together. Oh my god! Not yeah. saying that it's all like that. There, are, I I feel like I have to say that. I don't know. Of course, that goes without saying. There's a lot of great romance stuff. I feel like there's also a lot of missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, Valentine's Day isn't only about like loving and it's also like when you think relationship you think like getting married or having a girlfriend or something but another major part of it is definitely friendships friendships are major relationship hi olivia welcome olivia hello can't wait to be part of the conversation (laughs) we're about to start talking about friendships awesome so ronan i guess i'll pass it back to you so like uh, what makes a good friendship let's let's think on that what makes a good friendship mm-hmm. definitely matching personalities hmm. or similar not matching i don't think they always you know not yeah. all friendships have to be the exact same yeah of things but it's like everybody has to you know decide on their values and think how important is it to me that like they match this and they match that you know mm-hmm. What am I looking for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, people say opposites attract, but really, I mean, we kind of end up finding people who are very similar to ourselves. And I mean, that can be a really great thing, you know, like maybe you both like music, but they like one genre, you like another genre. And even though you meet on a common principle, you could end up going to a concert together that you would have thought you never been, would go to. That's so it can be really nice, you know? So it's good to have those values and be ready to expand. Definitely. Oh, have you talked about friendships in books? We've talked oh. about really like romance, but not friendships. We can totally go friendship in books. Ooh, friendships and oh, yeah. books. I, I really do want to see more friendships in books, honestly. Yeah. It feels like most often whenever you hear it's a book with a really important relationship, people are always kind of waiting for the characters to go from friends to lovers, you know? But mm-hmm. you can have some really strong, intimate friendships and not be interested or attracted to each other at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think part of that is just figuring out how to make your characters really embody people and, like, figuring out how do friends talk to each other. I feel yeah. like often it's like there's either a wall of formality or it's like, do these people even really, do these people like each other on a deeper level than just a surface level like more acquaintance type friendship um I definitely yeah where books with good friendships where you're like I know these people you know I know the how yeah just it's always great to like know like know how important a friendship is in a book without the characters knowing yeah Without them having to say friend <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like that's so awkward when you know they're like they, the character walks up and they're like oh hello my friend that i've known for a very long time since childhood it's like that that is too much it's like <laughs> what what are you doing here 
exactly whenever so, sibling is like hello brother oh gosh <laughs> it does not work at all <laughs> you do not refer you do not refer to them as brother or mother or hello friend <laughs> exactly but uh yeah one of the things you said though like when the um the audience knows about a friendship before the characters do like that that's also another really cool trope in in books that I also would like to see more of you know usually you think of slow burn romantically or lovers but it would be really cool to see more slow burn friendships yeah. you know mm -hmm. like yeah. characters that maybe they're just acquaintances and they don't really get along and they just you know become friends just kind of warms my cold dead heart you know yeah all the all the chosen family found family type stuff of like yes yes <laughs> they all <laughs> together and they're all friends even though they're from different backgrounds and this and that yes definitely warms my heart <laughs> mm -hmm. gosh i'm gonna <laughs> i just love the series did you, do you do any of you guys know jojo's bizarre adventure i don't think i can go a day without not talking about it but <laughs> i've I heard of it I have yeah. heard it's like one of the most popular TV shows right now. Oh, yeah. I have great. not watched it. You should. So, <laughs> but okay. anyway, it's um just like there's so many good examples out there about characters who have some really good friends, you know, where like even like, you know, they have a main character, but all the supporting characters are still really fleshed out and they have their own roles and friendships and relationships. And so that's another really cool thing, you know, like yeah. making sure that all characters are getting that full-fledged life experience yes. yeah. <laughs> so just have, being supporting yeah it makes the relationships feel more real rather than when it's like and then the friend here exists because we need somebody to you know do this action so that the <laughs> right. main character can get over it and persevere and I'm like wait but, but what else do they do right exist for one purpose yeah mm -hmm. one of the, the things I, I don't like to see in books is when like like two friends just just kind of like break apart it's like they're there but then they're not yeah i mean i kind of relate to that um like a lot of times in books you'll have you know, like you know the classic hero's journey you know there'll be the status quo mm -hmm. and it'll be the, the call of the new adventure and then the character goes to all the trials it's kind of unfortunate when you know, like it starts off with the status quo and the character has this really great family or group of friends. But then as soon as the character sets out on their adventure, it's like the friend sees to exist. Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Totally like, be like, hello, friend, to establish this is their friend and then they're gone. Exactly. Right. The, the, the thing I don't like to see in books um, is when like one friend betrays another and it turns out they're the villain after all oh my gosh mm. i've read a book and i've literally cried because of it <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like oh no that's not supposed to happen right it's heartbreaking yeah i'm not a big fan of plot twists <laughs> <laughs> plot twists can be good but they can also not be good yeah i just i don't want to see if i have a favorite character i want to just see them be happy yeah. you know <laughs> I can't stand if anything happens to them. It'll make me sad. Exactly. Oh, this is also, I'm like, this is all very barrier gaze type stuff. 
It's like as soon as I'm like representation, they might be getting an arc and like maybe a love interest. Who knows what's happening? Oh, they're growing. And that's like, no, (laughs) must die. They've served their purpose. (laughs) Just say say goodbye. (laughs) It's, It's just really heartbreaking, you know, like anytime you love a character and then it's, you know, it's before this really important plot point, plot moment. And then they're like, you know, confessing their heart or they're just like really broadening the relationship with another character and they have so much potential and then they, they're gone. It's like, yeah, Um, no more of you. Well, now the character needs to, needs to be sad and grow from their despair. So, uh, goodbye. I don't, I don't get why they do that. I, I don't get why they make the important characters disappear. It's like they're supposed to be there. But right. Plus, there. I mean, there are so many other ways to inspire growth that aren't just destroying relationships. You know, like you could have a moment where you gain a new relationship. You know, you don't have to always kill off characters. Yeah. Or you, you know, you meet someone, you have a near-death experience that doesn't actually end in death, and then you grow. (laughs) I would really like that. (laughs) Same. All right. So to end this up. What are your guys' favorite candies for Valentine's Day? You know, like, I don't think there is uh, any better way to spend Valentine's Day than, and I'm not talking about limos or dates or uh, anything like that. I mean, candy. Candy is the best way to spend Valentine's Day, definitely. So I personally like anything with with chocolate. Mm -hmm. Same, definitely. Oh, chocolates, yes. Mm. I'm personally not a big fan of conversation hearts. They are a major oh, yeah. staple of Valentine's Day, but they're not they're not my favorite. Yeah. The whole lollipop, heart-shaped lollipops <laughs> always they don't have the flavor that I want. Like, right. But yeah. you can never go wrong with the flavor of chocolate. So Oh no. That's true. Chocolate. Well, do you like dark do you prefer chocolate with less sugar or chocolate with overloaded with sugar? <laughs> I gotta say, I love me some dark chocolate, but I also love <laughs> milk chocolate. Yeah, I'm a chocoholic, so um, everything's fine. Yeah, glad we're all here. (laughs) Definitely, I mean, I guess I prefer milk chocolate, but like, give me either and I will eat either. I, you know, they they just have different moods, different tones to them. Mm, I get that. Yeah, like you eat white chocolate on a very sunny, happy day. Milk chocolate's like a Valentine's deal, I guess. And like dark chocolate's just a, I want to be healthy day. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, I love dark chocolate cocoa. You know, some good hot chocolate on a cool day. That's just perfect. And it looks like we're going to have a cold Valentine's Day. Got Mm -hmm. snow on the ground. Like we said, it's winter time. It's actually supposed to snow. Um, Next week, right? So, yeah. Wow, okay. (laughs) It's a... It's going to be a very uh, white Valentine's Day. We didn't have a white Christmas, so I guess this makes up for it. (laughs) Yeah. The candy hearts, the bright red hearts and everything will stand right out against the snow. Yep. (laughs) All right. It was great talking to you guys, as always. Of course. All right. Farewell. Yeah, farewell. There are many different myths around the origin of Valentine's Day. All of them say that Valentine is the name of a person, 
Saint Valentine. In some stories, he was a priest, or a bishop, or even a doctor. Let's take a look at some of the myths surrounding Valentine's Day and its tradition. All of the myths I've collected have three things in common. Number one, Valentine is the name of a saint. Number two, Saint Valentine was involved with love in some way. And number three, February 14th was the day he was executed. One myth suggests that Saint Valentine was a priest during the 3rd century in Rome. When Emperor Claudius II declared that marriage was illegal, Valentine was very unhappy. The saint illegally continued to marry couples in secret. The emperor found out about Valentine's doings and ordered him to be executed. Similar myths suggest he was a bishop rather than a priest, but he suffered the same fate for the same reason. Another myth ties in with the last one. It takes place in the prison in which the saint was being held before his execution. The myth claims that Saint Valentine fell in love with the jailer's daughter. Before his death, he wrote a letter to her and signed it, From Your Valentine, which began the tradition of signing a Carter gift in the same way. Some myths suggest that the saint also cured the jailer's daughter of blindness before he wrote his letter, which inspired the jailer to release all of the Christian prisoners, excluding Valentine. Those were just a few of the myths. There were a lot of people with a name related to Valentine, all of which were executed on February 14th, just not in the same year. Only two of them were executed during the rule of Emperor Claudius II, and those two were the ones we just talked about. There are two Valentines that may have been the beginning of the holiday. We know very little about them, but their legends still live on today. From chocolate candies to Valentine cards, Valentine's Day is a holiday of love, joy, and most definitely no beheadings. Getting cozy in a warm blanket and reading a good book or watching videos with your loved ones is a great way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Here are some snuggle-worthy recommendations. Have you ever watched or read Twilight? You know, the infamous young adult series about vampires and werewolves and screaming teenage fangirls? I'm pretty sure you have. It was one of the most well-known young adult series to ever come out in mainstream media. But did you also know that the relationships displayed in the story are absolutely horrible and toxic? If you didn't know, I recommend you check out Cinema Therapy's Twilight series on YouTube, where you can get an in-depth look into how awful Edward is to Bella and what defines a toxic relationship. Cinema Therapy is a small but growing YouTube channel hosted by licensed therapist Jonathan Decker and professional filmmaker Alan Seawright. Together, the two men relax in front of the camera and review different cinema pieces, giving feedback and valuable insight on psychological issues or topics highlighted in the films. In particular, Decker and Seawright seem to lean more towards talking about relationships, focusing on what's really needed to make a relationship healthy and happy. Personally, even though I'm not in a relationship myself, the advice that I get from the videos help me feel more prepared to participate in a relationship in the future. So, if you want to learn how Kristoff from Frozen is the perfect example of a quote-unquote perfect man, or how Mother Gothel from Tangled is the embodiment of gaslighting, 
or even how Die Hard can actually save your marriage, and much more, I highly suggest you watch some of Cinema Therapy's videos. One of my favorite books is Kids of Appetite by David Arnold. It's beautiful, frankly, with a narration that defies mundane monotony by focusing on the incredible center of even the most ordinary of life aspects. Bruno Victor Bonucci III, aka Vic, is a heart thinker who loves opera and suffers from a facial disorder and may or may not have stolen his father's urn to preserve the memory of the man he loved. The cast soon broadens to include Mad, Baz, Suz, and Coco, each an outsider in their own way who have found solace in each other, and the five set out on an adventure of fulfillment, undeterred by constraints of society. This is not a straightforward story. It begins with a death and ends with a murder. The middle, however, is what matters, as these outsiders discover what it means to love and be loved. A book that I received fairly recently, but have just fallen in love with, and that book is Crush by Richard Seiken. Crush is a personal journey about coming of age as a gay man as expressed through poetry. From the opening of the foreword, you can't help but be drawn in. This is a book about panic. The word is never mentioned. It reads, and that statement is completely accurate. Panic, obsession, and anxiety are woven into each poem, no matter its contents. The book is divided into three parts, with the speaker changing between each, becoming less engaged with the romanticization of death and bad situations over time. Though it's not written like a linear story, the poems build off of one another to form the path that the speaker is on. And then there's the motifs. Sprinkled into poems across the entire three parts, imagery like that of disconnected hands, bodies being overtaken by light, and skin being merely a container of one's consciousness form even more connections between the poems. I love going back and reading a poem at random since I'm always finding new connections or something will hit me that I hadn't thought of before. That hit, that is what Crush does best. So often, I'll be reading one of the works and... The ending just hits like a brick wall, and I mean that in the best way possible. Feeling that impact, it's amazing. So, whether you think of yourself as a poetry person or not, I cannot recommend Crush enough. Let's talk about love, or more specifically, making love. Here with us today is Kirsten Miner, Teen Health Matters Community Health Educator, with a segment on sexual health, an important topic that is all too often overlooked. It's February and love is in the air, and whether you've been visited by Cupid or you're still patiently waiting, the Howard County Health Department wants you to be aware of the health services and resources we have available to you to meet your sexual health needs. Whether you're abstinent, sexually active, or are simply curious about becoming sexually active, being knowledgeable of what health resources you have when you make that choice can be empowering so you know how to best protect yourself and others. For clinical services at this time, we have STI or STD testing, might wonder what are common signs or symptoms of an STD, rash, discharge, bumps, pain, sores, change in the color or odor of discharge, Painful urination, spotting, or bleeding after sex are all common symptoms, but sometimes there are no signs. So it's a good idea to get tested every three to six months if you are active. When should I consider getting testing? 
Well, if you have had unprotected sex, your interest in getting involved with a new partner, heard that a partner may have had an STI, or you just want to be safe, being aware of your sexual health is healthy and protects yourself and others. Best ways to connect with the Howard County Health Department if you're interested in testing or learning more is you can contact us at 410-313-7500. Clinical services and visits can be scheduled Mondays and Tuesdays. Telehealth options are also available, and please know that all services are confidential. When it comes to sexual health, we want you to know your ABCs, A for abstinence, B for be safe, C for use condoms. Sometimes it may seem like everyone around you is having sex, and it may be hard to feel left out, but you are not alone. Wait until you feel safe and comfortable in your own time is important, and it's easier to wait than to stop once you've started. If not abstaining from sex, safer sex is the best sex. Compare with older older adults, sexually active adolescents aged 15 to 19 years and young adults aged 20 to 24 years are at higher risk of, of acquiring STDs for a combination of behavioral, biological, and cultural reasons, so protection is key. Howard County Health Department has various birth control choices, such as oral contraceptives, IUDs, Depo-Provero, and additional birth control choices available by prescription. All services are available on a sliding fee scale based on income. Please note that birth control is not only for those who are sexually active. Birth control may also be used to help regulate or help manage monthly menstrual symptoms or discomfort. Birth control does not protect against STDs. If you're interested in learning more about what contraceptive options may be best for you or have suggestions about how we can make our services more accessible, please contact us on social media at HOCO Health. We can be found on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or you can email us at askhealth at howardcountymd.gov. With Valentine's Day around the corner, whether you have a Valentine's Day or not, it is always a great time to learn about healthy relationships. Love is not just a feeling, it's also what you see and hear as reflected in actions. Love can be many things, but love should never hurt. 10 warning signs of unhealthy relationship as noted by one love is one intensity. When someone expresses very extreme feelings and over-the-top behavior that feels overwhelming. Two, possessiveness. When someone is jealous to a point where they try to control who you spend time with and what you do. Three, manipulation. When someone tries to control your decisions, actions, or emotions. Four, isolation. When someone keeps you away from friends, family, or other people. Five, sabotage. When someone purposely ruins your reputation, achievements, or success. Six, belittling or verbal abuse. When someone does and says things to make you feel bad about yourself. Seven, guilt tripping. When someone makes you feel responsible for their actions or makes you feel like it's your job to keep them happy. Eight, volatility. When someone has a really strong, unpredictable reaction that makes you feel scared, confused, or intimidated. Nine, deflecting responsibility. When someone repeatedly makes excuses for their unhealthy behavior. And 10, betrayal. When someone is disloyal or acts in an intentionally dishonest way. If you or a loved one may be experiencing any of these warning signs, please do not ignore them. 
To learn more about healthy relationships, you can visit joinonelove.org. One Love's mission is to educate young people about healthy and unhealthy relationships, empowering them to identify and avoid abuse and learn how to love better. Other resources local to Howard County includes Howard County Hope Works. Hope Works' mission is to provide support and advocacy for people in Howard County affected by sexual and intimate partner violence and engaging the community in creating the change required for prevention. They have a 24-hour sexual dating and domestic violence helpline. The number for that is 410-997-2272. If you are in a crisis, please call the Grassroots Crisis Hotline at 410-531-6677 or contact the crisis text line by texting HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. The Trevor Project is the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and questioning or LGBTQ young people under the age of 25. The 24-7 hotline is 1-866-488-7386 or you can text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 678-678. Scarletteen.com is an inclusive, comprehensive, supportive of sexuality and healthy relationships and info for teens and young adults. You can visit the site at scarletteen.com. And last but not least, Teen Health Matters, which is the Howard County Health Department's site created just for Howard County teens to connect and learn more about health and resources. And you can visit us at teenhealthmatters.org. For additional questions or information, please contact us at axhealth at howardcountymd.gov. Thank you. Thanks for listening to HokoCast. We know that even though this year is new, we're dealing with some of the same problems, the same grievances and toil, but... To use Valentine's Day as an analogy, February is cold, frankly miserable, and yet right in the middle we have a day of love. So, reach out, and if not with your arms, then with your heart. We're one step closer to a future fit for all of us. We're one step closer to a future fit for all of us. We're one step closer to a future fit for all of us. We're one step closer to a future fit for all of us.